0: Welcome to On Topic Retro, Episode 11. I'm John Cummins, and joining me tonight is Chris Logel. How are you doing, Chris?
1: Hello. I'm great. Uh,
0: Philip, I'm back. yeah. Philip Paulson is also with us. Mr. Flighty, it is me.
1: It is me. That's right.
0: And we have a new guest that hasn't uh, been on the show before, and it's Galaxy Wolf from the Discord.
2: Hello, I exist.
0: You exist. You do, and we're happy to have you on. Uh, anybody that's played Kirby sixty four is welcome here anytime. So, you guys excited to talk some Kirby sixty four? Everyone's played this game either recently or uh, with childhood memories.
1: It's me. I have the childhood memories. Yes, yeah, I and feel then, like the two think- guests are children in in relation to my age, so I'm not sure how that worked, but hey, okay, we're oh. going.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Chris, you're probably more like me. I was already, uh, well, you're a little bit older than I am, I think, but this, this game came back. out, I was, already in, yeah, I was already in high school when this game came out, so <laughs> childhood memories only go so far. That was the original Kirby for me. Um,
1: when was the game released?
0: Uh, 2000.
1: Oh yeah. So I was, uh, that was my, uh, sophomore year in university. There you go. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this, uh, like I said, some of us are going to have some more recent experiences. Uh, in fact, Chris was playing this game just a few minutes ago. (laughs) So he's got some very recent experiences. (laughs) So if you want to, Chris, why don't you go ahead and go first and we'll, we'll share some, uh, some of your experience.
1: I, I got to say, I think if, in terms of the pantheon of Kirby games, this one's like one number one for me, which I don't know if for uh, real Kirby fans of that's not blasphemy somehow because I don't go back to the NES or the SNES. I just think this one for me is the best because of the ability to uh, combine powers and i just i have a real fondness for the n64 so this one yeah this was one i really loved and i love going back to it and i'm so grateful that they put it on nintendo switch online cuz i've been spending like a lot of time on it awesome
0: yeah i i don't know that this would be my favorite kirby game um you can definitely feel the squeeze that was put on this game in order to get it out. It's definitely not as long as some other Kirby games are. Uh, there's There's not as many like hidden things in the game. And a lot of the uh, the things that are supposed to be hidden aren't really hidden. They're just you have to know what combination of powers to uh, make sure you have in certain parts of the level in order to access things. Overall, uh, I mean, I I remember playing through this game when it released. Uh, it was is actually like I was trying to think. This probably would have been pretty. This might have been like a Christmas game for me, even though it released, you know, in the summer. I probably didn't get it until till later. Um, but it it was definitely a lot of fun. I I remember playing through it. And it's. Uh, this was the first Kirby game that I let my kids play like but I thought that they would be able to to handle without going too far back because you know this this one here is probably around the time where, where Kirby starts to get a little easier <laughs> than the than the original I mean, games
3: I mean I played Kirby's Adventure as a kid and I came out fine-ish
0: ish yeah <laughs> I think it just burnt <laughs> Kirby on you for life, right? Like you you just couldn't leave it after that.
3: Something like that.
0: But uh but yeah, no that I I have no no problems with this game being anybody's favorites. It's a good Kirby game. It's just to me that there's for one, there's so many Kirby games uh to choose from. It's hard to hard to pin down one. I like to say that my favorite is either uh Planet Robobot or the original, uh, not the original, but the uh, Kirby's Adventure on NES. Uh, I haven't, I haven't played all the way through the end game stuff on the newest Kirby game, the Forgotten Lands, but, uh, so I can't make a, a good, uh, I can't say that that would be my favorite because I haven't made it all the way through yet, but it, so far it's been very spectacular for a Kirby game.
1: All right, one's sitting my switch and it's in my backlog, but I just haven't gotten around to it.
0: Oh man, it's it's good. I've had a lot of fun with it, but I've been juggling it as normal. I'm playing like seven or eight games at one time usually, so <laughs> it gets it gets done when it gets done. Uh, Flight T, how about I you? Say, What's your uh, experiences?
3: Ah, Uh, well, so you heard me mention I also played Kirby's Adventure, so. I uh I grew up uh, my first Kirby game was Kirby Mass Attack. After that I went to Kirby's Return to Dreamland, and after return to Dreamland, I got a different Kirby game on the Wii, uh, Kirby's Dream Collection, which has nice. the first six games. Mm-hmm. And that's when I played the original, uh, which I don't have much memories of because it was very short. Uh, Kirby's Adventure, uh, which I played through and beat. Kirby's Dreamland Two and Dreamland Three, which I played like the first level of, and then just kind of never went back there for some reason. And Kirby sixty four, the game we're actually talking about today, in which I got through, I I beat, I got I got the bad ending on the game, but I didn't get the good ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, this is one of those if you don't have like a guide or are our some of the levels multiple multiple times. To know which power ups you need, you will not collect all of the shards.
3: I will say, I tried replaying because I'm a hundred. I'm naturally I'm a hundred percent. I forgot to mention Superstar. I did get through Superstar as well. I made it through Superstar and I beat it. Through. Anyway, uh sorry, sorry. I just figured that people would notice if I if the, people would notice that I left it out if I didn't mention it. But I was gonna say about what I was actually gonna respond to uh was. I as a kid was not smart enough to realize that when a wall had like multiple colors on it, those colors corresponded to the abilities I need to break it to break it. Yep. I was just like guess, how yeah. do I get this? <laughs> and then just never figured it out.
2: I have some opinions on that system, but I'll get to that under like gameplay and stuff.
0: Yes. Yeah, we'll Later. definitely talk about that. Um, you know, this is a game I'm really kind of shocked that Nintendo Power didn't put a guide out for. Like, I could totally see them doing that. They in this time period, they were like putting out guides left and right. I think there's probably over thirty Nintendo 64 uh, Nintendo Power guides out there. But uh, so is that is that all you got, Flighty?
3: I mean. I was. I had something to say about. I could answer Chris's question on whether or not it's actually blasphemy to declare. Like t- I could go over like what the fandom thinks of the game, but that's all for my personal experiences.
0: Okay. Uh, Galaxy Wolf, you're you're bringing to bring up the anchor, and we'll we'll put it into the experiences. Mm-hmm. How, how how do you like it?
2: Well, um, I first played the game on Kirby's Dream Collection on the Wii. Did not get very far in it though, just because attention span Um, but now that it's come out on NSO I replayed the game to um, I got all the shards and beat the true final boss that's my experience of the game but uh, overall it's pretty fun but also has some glaring issues in my opinion,
0: yeah, I could see that. I mean, this, like I said, this game is like notoriously known for being rushed out. Like, lots of changes were made, like last minute. Uh, team was not happy with their, you know, product they had at certain points during development. So, and it was also the first. I mean, we'll we'll get. Th- to the more on this later, but you know this is the first 3D ish Kirby game, the first Kirby game with like 3D assets. So, uh, it's definitely a learning experience. There's there's lots of games that made it to the N64 and had to you know become 3D. Some of them do it better than others. Uh, I think that's that's why this game really ended like up how it was.
2: Concept with Kirby 64, the Kirby devs decided to rather than jumping on the 3D trend. Um, stick to what they knew in terms of game design and make a 2D platformer. Yeah. But I, I really do enjoy that. But uh, I, I don't mean to be overly negative. It's just there's some things that make the game difficult to play. Much like Dreamland 3 before it. Because I also played that game through to 100%. And there's a lot of similarities between the two.
0: What about I feel Dreamland 2. Sure. <laughs> Dreamland 2. Dreamland 2 is a different animal.
3: I've never played Dream well, I've played like the first level of Dream World Two. I don't know what ex- I don't I don't have a good feel on Dreamland 2 because I haven't really played through it.
0: From what I remember, I remember liking Dreamland 2 better than 3. Um But man, that's been a long time ago. I would have to replay them both to uh, put you know a good, knowledgeable uh, focus to it to talk about like, it for like sure. Dreamland
2: Three, like last year, and there it's there it's very similar to sixty four and a, a lot. It Dreamland Three is like stupid cryptic though, like even more so than what we've been saying about Kirby sixty four. So yeah
3: i bring i bring up dreamland two because dreamland sixty four dreamland three and dreamland two are all uh they were all headed by the same director so if there's similarities yes. that says something interesting uh so I thought it was relevant to mention dreamland two but I can't say anything about that because i haven't played dreamland two or dreamland three
0: yeah, you'll you'll definitely have to get to them. They're definitely worth playing. Um, they're just slightly different. Uh, the sixty-four is kind of like its own. Like, it, I agree that it's similar to to Dreamland Three, but it's it's definitely got its own look. I, I actually definitely. think I like the uh, kind of the watercolor aesthetic of Dreamland Three better than the poly, you know polygonal three D graphics of Kirby sixty-four. Um, I remember this game, look, this is one of those games that to me looks a lot better on, like, if I'm going to play this game, I want to play it on original hardware with, you know, a good CRT TV, like, to where it has that nice warm fuzziness to it that kind of brings some more life to Kirby. Playing it with, you know, updated, uh, sharp polygonal graphics, it it makes it look worse to me.
2: (laughs) I don't know why. I've never been one to criticize graphics. I don't really care on that front. So
1: Yeah.
2: Like an interesting art style is everything to me compared to like sharp looking graphics yeah. per se.
0: I guess what I mean sharp is like pixel perfect polygonal graphics don't usually look that great to me. I I would much prefer to play a lot of the N64 games on original hardware with uh know with a good CRT TV that kind of blends everything in so some of the stuff on the the switch online looks a little bit better like they're getting closer they you know do some work on it but uh like if you're just playing uh it's like whenever people upscale the stuff on uh, emulators and things those usually don't I usually don't care for the look of that as much um I mean, we're kind of getting into game discussion, so I think we'll go ahead and and move uh, forward to that. So... No, um, Kirby 64 was released uh, first in Japan on the 24th of March in 2000, uh, then came to Europe, actually, or no, sorry, into uh, North America on the 26th of June of 2000, and then it was like a whole year later before uh, Europe got it. I missed that 2001 there, but it finally did get it on June 22nd of 2001, which is pretty common at this time period for for a lot of games hitting the European market way later. Nintendo was not very popular there. Uh, Still not very popular. It's getting, it's gaining ground, but um, they usually did get a lot of things quite a bit later. This game was developed by Hal laboratory Uh, anybody that knows Kirby knows that that's usually the case. Um, First Kirby game with 3D graphics, although the game is considered 2.5D perspective because you never, you know, don't have any camera control. You're tied to a a 2D plane. Uh, Development on this game began September of '97, and the game was intended to be on the uh, 64DD, the disk drive add-on in Japan. uh, But became a standard N64 title after the add-on failed horribly. Like. we, we didn't even get the disk drive in the U.S. because of how, how poorly it did in Japan. Uh, which, the, you know, the, the special thing about the N64 is this is like one of the first times we get like a really good analog stick. Uh, and that was, you know, part of the, the magic of the N64. And, and just like everyone else, I was wanting to jump on board and they initially planned on using the, the analog stick to control Kirby in this game uh but really once it uh lost its 3d form and and was completely made 2.5d they switched to the d-pad because they just it felt right and all this happened like a year before the release so this is what i was kind of talking about they were making some major changes uh pretty late in its development which sometimes brings the game down sometimes makes it better um I do, in this case I don't really know that using the stick would really be that bad uh, versus Honestly, the D-pad.
2: Um, I really just don't like D-pads in general. I much prefer the sticks. So I would have really liked <sighs> to be able to play this game with the stick.
0: Yeah, I mean with Kirby, that's why I'm Kirby's more floaty. I don't. It's I don't. It's a platformer, but it's not like a. Uh, It's not a really tight controlling platformer that you have to worry about. I mean, Kirby floats. I mean, it's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I could see using the stick for Kirby 64, but like if I'm playing a 2D, you know, pixel perfect platformer, a a stick is bad news. (laughs) Give me a D-pad.
2: I've always differed from everyone else I've talked to in that I just really don't tend to use D-pads at all when there is a stick I could use instead.
0: Yeah. I mean it's 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 all preference. Um I mean I think a lot of my love for the D-pad just comes from that's that's what I had for a long time of part of my gaming growing up. So definitely it's it, it can go either way. I know people that play, you know, platformers today with a, a analog stick. So um this game was directed by uh, Shinichi Shimura or Shimomura, uh, same as Dreamland 2 and 3, as Flightsy just put in here. Thank you, sir. Um, he, he mentioned this earlier. This is the same, the same guy. So you see a lot of similarities in these games. Uh, it is the first game that you kind of can uh, combine powers. I know in the third game, you could have uh, the uh, what are they called? The animal powers you can combine with your friends. abilities, um, animal friends, friends. Yes. Animal friends. And three, your animal friends have abilities and you can kind of mix and match your ability with your animal friends abilities. Uh, but it's, it's really not the same thing to me. Um, yeah, it's two
2: different iterations of a similar concept. The ability combining yeah, exactly. is kind of a thing in all three of those games, but executed differently in each one.
3: Which kind of makes sense, yes. right? As, as, a, as a director, as she, uh, the director goes on, he has this idea. He wants to do ability combining and he doesn't quite know how he's going to implement it, and he tries different things before disappearing entirely uh, uh, and uh, like he does these three games and then leaves, but I said that was a bad segue. Just ignore that.
0: (laughs) It's all right, but yeah, I mean, to me, I think Kirby sixty four does it the best. Um, As far as options go, you definitely have a lot more options going on with the different uh, combinations of power ups you can gain. The only thing I don't like is throw like having to throw them into the other ability to combine it. That gets to be kind of a pain in the butt sometimes
2: the control yeah but um like it could be faster but i actually really do like the ability in this because you have the ability to just pick up and lift up enemies and throw them yeah and something i do like that even past like your copy abilities sometimes if you hold up an enemy they have certain effects like you could hold up something that like shoots at people or could carry you mm-hmm. over a gap.
1: Yeah. I it's kind of like,
0: uh, Oh, go ahead, Chris.
1: I, was, I think if I had a bone to pick with it, it would be that the hit box for the throwing. If I miss, if I miss that other, if I miss that second power by just a fraction, I've lost the ability to cop or to combine because I, I was that it's, much off. Yeah. Really. I, I hit it that's,
0: like, you know, that's kind of what done. i was what i was getting to the there there's times where like if you're just like a a millimeter off you know they should give you a little bit more leeway like your little power up will just shoot right over the other one and then it's gone you'll have to go back and and yeah, pick that exactly. one up again
1: i mean they do give you the ability to like those things will respawn if you just go backwards and so it's not like it's not there yet and you can't go back but you're right. Like if you're not hundred percent precise, you'll like, uh, yeah,
0: especially with some of those enemies that shoot and jump at the same time. So like you're trying to avoid their projectile and then throw the ability that you currently have into them and they jump, you know, right. Whenever yeah, you're trying to, to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, of that. It's definitely not painless. Like I like the, uh, the amount of abilities that you get, but yeah, sometimes getting them to combine together is is a little bit tricky.
3: But uh, I will say, I will say uh, this system. Uh, so sixty four is not the highest regarded Kirby game, and uh, I mean it's not really disregarded, but it's not like held up as high as some of the classics and some of the new ones. But people do pine after this, the ability to combine abilities like this quite a bit, because th- this is not the last time Kirby will. Uh, go with combi- try to do various combining ability system, but it is the it is the only time in the franchise where you can combine any ability with any other ability. And uh, even though, obviously, that would be a bit more logistically challenging with more modern Kirby games, people still are very attracted by that idea.
0: Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot more ability types, you know, nowadays with Kirby than what... Even,
2: uh, I will say, even... From like Adventure and Superstar had a ton of abilities in them, and they lowered that number to like eight in Dreamland 3 and seven in 64 so they could pull this off.
0: Yep, yeah, they were slowly narrowing it down so that because this was the end goal <laughs> to be able to do this. Or I do miss cleaning leave? Kirby. No, yes, cleaning not Kirby cleaning is Kirby.
3: awesome. Yeah.
0: I need cleaning a cleaning Kirby Come clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> and not not a Kirby vacuum either.
2: So, could I go ahead and say some stuff about the gameplay now that we've kind of segued into this?
0: Uh, we can. You can, I mean, you could say a little bit if you, or you can hold off for just a minute, and we'll uh talk about the story a little bit, and then we'll hit the gameplay right after that. Um, I, okay, adding stuff on. in here as we're as we're <laughs> going. So yeah, this get, these three games, Dreamland Two, Three, and Sixty Four, are also also referred to as the Dark Matter Trilogy by fans. Uh, it's kind of the story arc that ties them all together. Uh, story arc. Th- these we'll games to- are definitely interesting because this is kind of like the the makings of of the like the extreme Kirby lore uh, that comes out. Uh oh, did someone say Kirby? And lore? Then, yes, Kirby lore. Um, I guess I could have put this next tidbit down as like a, a fun fact, but there wasn't really enough other fun facts for this game, so I just, I just included it here. But you know, originally I during the development, uh, there was going to be several playable characters, including Waddle Dee, uh, mm-hmm. whose gameplay was going to be f- focused more on picking the objects up. Uh, but it, by the time they got done, they they trimmed it down, and only Kirby and King Dedede remained uh, playable in the game. So I was kind of thinking about that. It would be definitely interesting if if you could play uh, four players in this, because I mean I think that's the goal that they they originally kind of wanted, similar to the multiplayer uh, mini game part of it. I think they really wanted to be able to play like four player cooperative as early as the N64. Yeah,
3: but that does make sense because I remember like in Dream Collection as a kid, it would tell me how many players each game could support, and then for 64, it'd be like four players, and I was very excited. And then I learned it was just the mini games, and I was not as excited. Yep. What now?
0: Yes, I mean, like I said it have been neat. Um I think they even like. Uh oh! Uh, they they were gonna have like ribbon as a playable character too. I think at one point, so like it, they just had a bunch, and then you know, slowly but surely we we end up with Kirby and and King Dedede. But that's like the main ones. So and, I guess and it works.
3: King Dedede is not a full on playable character. He's just a gameplay no. segment that occurs.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you get to a certain part, and and some of the the levels and you take on as DDD. So like, in traditional fashion as uh, having flights, on, I'll let you read the story whenever you're, you can make your last comment there though.
3: Uh, I was going to say, you can see the bones of like them wanting to do multiplayer. Cause the entire thing is structured as a road trip with like your companions. And like, you can see how yep. they try to fit the companions in, in the game as much as possible but they're all in support roles and you can kind of tell that they wanted those companions to be a bigger part of the game
0: yep and that's what I I think that like we kind of to piggyback off what you're saying I think they wanted I think that was going to make the game a lot larger you know uh, with the idea of of having uh, more playable sections for more of the characters and make them just like a character that could free flow the game like Kirby does uh, but then got kind of whittled down and, and made into just sections of particular Kirby, you know, the levels themselves. So it, it definitely would have been a lot more interesting. I think as long as it, it wasn't something like a uh, new super Mario brothers, where you like, you guys could hurt each other and, and throw each other. And <laughs> I'm not I as much into those types of before. co-op experiences.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, am, I, I look at the other way because I, I just remember getting four buddies at college to play New Super Mario Wii, and if we were throwing each other into pits and, and doing all that, it was just, yeah, it was a lot of trash-talking and having a lot of fun.
3: I am inherently it, a being of it is. chaos, and I want to destroy people.
1: Right?
0: I, I don't want to sound like a stickler, but I mean, I'm, I'm okay with those uh, gameplay gimmicks for a little while, but whenever you're trying to, like, complete the game, actually... Cooperatively, it gets kind of annoying when, like, one of your kids won't stop grabbing you and throwing you somewhere that you're not treated, you don't want to be. You uh,
1: need that right. Kirby definitely handles this I better played. later. I found even when, even if, I, even if they couldn't hurt me, my kids were always never trying. We're always never really worried about getting to the end of the game, so <laughs> that didn't really matter.
0: Yeah. I agree for the most part. My son would always like... He he likes to finish things. My daughter is like absolute chaos and she'll just destroy anything that... She'll like... If she can fight, figure out a way to be an anchor in the way of you trying to finish something, she'll she'll do it. She's that person that like drives <laughs> backwards in Mario Kart. Whatever you guys are doing, like Grand Prix, trying to finish the... <laughs> no.
3: Uh, um, but. I will say, I am... I will say, uh, I I, I said earlier I was a being of chaos and uh, wants desire destruction, but I'm also driven by my completionist instinct, so I will always let the level finish.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, with a little bit of time left to spare. Let's go ahead and move on to some story, Flightsy. If you want to read this a little bit, you can even put a spin on it if you want. I don't care.
3: I'm reading. I'm, I've, I've got, I brought up the manual. I'm reading what's in the manual. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah, no, I just. Yep, nope. That's totally fine, too. And then maybe I'll do like a quick rundown because the manual only goes over the beginning. So I might have to do a quick rundown of the end, too. Uh, that's fine. Anyway, the Crystal Shards. In a distant corner of the galaxy, fairies lived peacefully on the planet called Ripple Star. But then one day, a mysterious black cloud appeared and surrounded the peaceful planet. The cloud, a sinister force known as Dark Matter, had come in search of the fairies' secret treasure, their shining crystal. A fairy named Ribbon knew that dreadful things would come to pass if Dark Matter gained control of the powerful crystal. She grabbed the Shining Stone and escaped from star just before the planet was completely engulfed. But as Ribbon fled, three dark clouds split from the mass of Dark Matter to cra- chase her through space, and when they caught up with her and attacked, the fairies' crystal shattered into tiny shards, which dropped like falling stars onto the many planets in the solar system. Still holding one of the crystal shards, Ribbon fell onto the planet called Popstar, where, perhaps by fate, she ran smack into Kirby. After hearing her desperate plight, Kirby resolved to help Ribbon recover all of the crystal shards. And so begins Kirby's latest adventure. Kirby 64 and the Crystal Shards. I added the the title of the game afterwards. It doesn't put that in. Uh, but anyway, uh, we also have uh, we also have Adeline, Deanity, Waddle Dee, Dee and well, we already had Reverend and Kirby. So these three people join with the other two people to make five people. Mathematically speaking, uh, this all happens in the first world. Then they travel many worlds. Each world connected by what I like to call a fluff scene, uh, which is basically a scene of the characters doing fun things, such as eating a picnic in the middle of the desert using the food Adeline's created with her brush and Kirby getting absolutely wrecked by a tsunami. So, uh, these are... And then eventually, they actually get to Ripple Star. They fight off Miracle Matter, and if you have all the Crystal Shards, uh, you stop Dark Matter from possessing uh, the Fairy Queen, uh, who then goes off into its own ball. And once you go in there with ribbon and the crystal shard gun thing, uh that's probably not its official name. Uh you have to fight the (laughs) reincarnation of Zero, creatively named Zero Two.
2: Yeah, or Or as
0: people like to call Oxygen. Oxygen. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. You know, as, that's that's the nice best As you uh, you talk about uh, Adeline, <laughs> I'd able to draw the food and like they can eat the food. That'd be a pretty cool power to have, as long as the taste of the food wasn't uh, reliant on how well you drew. Because I would draw some really <laughs> bad food and it probably wouldn't taste good. But uh, yeah, no, if I could just draw food and it tastes good no matter what, yeah, I would be all over that.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling I would get some. I would have some stomach poison, some kind of poison, as if I had it yeah.
2: I mean I'm an yeah, aspiring no. artist, so I'd like to think I'd do all right. But
0: I mean, I, I would draw something, and it would turn out like if you mix the wrong ingredients in Breath of the Wild, and you get like the stuff that's blurred out because it's so bad. feel <laughs> yeah. you
2: know, like the censor bar over it, just because it's too disgusting <laughs> yeah. to look at.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, itself would not let you like see it's the of food. dubious
1: quality.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't eat my uh art food. That's 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 the uh story that I'm going with. Um that's, the mo- that's yeah, and so, that's
3: what we've learned on this episode. Don't eat right. John's art food.
0: If if I'm not drawing something in uh in three D with uh modeling software, you do not want to eat it.
1: <laughs> I mean it's uh, just like your kids when they were playing with Play-Doh and they'd bring you, look, Daddy made you a hamburger. I'm like, mm, great. Um, num, num, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'll eat it later. <laughs>
0: uh, well, thanks for reading the story for us, Flights. You, you always Thank do you. a very great job. I'll, I'll have to just start bringing you on the show just to read the story and you can hop out whenever you're done.
3: Uh, <laughs> that would be fun, but probably not feasible. Yeah, for it.
0: Not feasible. <laughs> I mean, I would do it.
3: I would do it uh, if asked, but I, I would fear that. I, I'm i not sure if I how would much of a joke that. the offer is.
0: Oh, no, I, I wouldn't make you do that. I don't mind reading the story, but I know if I have you on the show, I get a good story. So
1: I feel like we could get a reoccurring segment on the podcast. Flightsy reads. Uh, Flightsy reads. Story.
3: I could yes. like maybe Game I could pre-read. I could pre-read the story and then send you the fi- sound file, and then you could react to the sound file on the on the podcast. Or yeah. better yet, we, we might end up
0: doing something. Like it. We'll call Flighty's Corner.
3: Flighty's <laughs> Corner, and it's just me reading manuals.
0: Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, story's knocked out. I guess we'll go ahead and move on to gameplay, so that uh, Galaxy Wolf can put some input in i guess i think he's ready
2: 64 the Crystal Shards, is one of the few 2D platformers on the N64. It, uh, while rendered in 3D graphics, takes place on a two-dimensional plane. In terms of gameplay, it is a lot like um, most other Kirby games. You play through linear levels um, with hidden collectibles in each one. Kirby has his ability to copy enemy powers being fire, ice spark cutter, bomb, stone, and I always forget one <laughs> whenever I'm listing them off
3: there's a there's a combo sheet in the do, in the notes document
0: yeah yep so there did you say was it the sharp
1: you needle? Know
0: needle yeah
1: yeah. Well, yeah
2: so you have like seven different powers but this game's kind of specialty gimmick is that you can combine any power any one power with any one other power to get uh fusions and like abilities that take on attributes of both for example um if you have the fireball ability and the needle ability, you combine those together and you get, like, a bow and arrow with, like, flaming arrows. Yes. You take um, the electric spark ability and then you take cutter. Then you get, like, a Star Wars-style lightsaber that you can cut down enemies with.
3: Apparently, uh, actually, a fun fact, apparently that's not a reference to Star Wars. It's, like, a reference to another Japanese property that has, like, that blade specifically in it.
2: Well, everything has that kind of... Every sci-fi thing in everything. I feel like
1: you can't officially call it Star Wars because of licensing. That would be a licensing nightmare. So
2: yeah, you have all sorts of fusions that you can make by combining your powers. As we mentioned earlier, Kirby's friends also sometimes show up to lend a hand. DDD sometimes will... Be playable for short sections, allowing you to use his hammer to break through walls. Adeline will paint up food in order to um, heal you up in certain places, and Waddle Dee has vehicles. So those like Donkey Kong Country minecart sections, <laughs> it's a couple of those.
0: Yes, man. There's there's a there's a one crystal shard like towards the end of one of the levels in the second world and it's underneath a bridge and i tried and tried and tried to combine power-ups or try to figure out what I needed to do to get that shard and it turns out you just hit down on the d-pad and you fall through the bridge I felt really (laughs) dumb after doing this I was like getting the rock power up and like trying to break through the stone bridge and then like I don't know I was just I tried the dynamite, like I was just trying all these things and it turns out I just need to hit the D-pad and go down.
3: I like like the (laughs) implication that they put this at the end, like knowing you'd forget that that was a mechanic. And they'd be like, yes. yes."
2: Well, there are, in terms of hidden collectibles are one of Kirby's specialties. And Kirby 64 is no exception to that. There are three hidden crystal shards in every level. And the game keeps track of which one you have on the um on the the world map, so you can see specifically, and they're also in order, so you can see kind of judge where in the level you've missed one if you finish level and you don't have them all. Um,
0: that's helpful. and I, I don't know yeah. when games started doing that, but like. I, I greatly appreciate it because they didn't used to do that. And you just have to go through the level and try to figure out which one you didn't get.
2: One other thing <laughs> is that in this game, unlike a lot of other games, the moment you grab a crystal shard, it saves. So you don't have to finish the level in order to um, bank that crystal shard. So like if you're yeah, playing like a Mario level, like a and checkpoint you have all the points, but then die or like game over then you have to get those all again but kirby 64 if you're going back through levels and you just find the one you are missing at the beginning of the level you don't have to play through the entire rest of the level which i found
0: yeah that's yeah that's way better than having to go through the whole thing all over again so um one
2: minor complaint i have is that i while i love the ability fusions not all ability fusions are created equal
3: they're not all Some the fridge kirby
2: are well fridge kirby spawns food on one. an infinite basis
3: the best so one.
2: honestly might be the best one but if you and that's ice and spark by the way but if you take fire and ice kirby becomes a melting ice block and for the life of me i've never caused anything I've never, I don't know what that even does.
3: Well, it, it's a mountain ice say, that melts. That's what it does. I, mean, I thought you yeah. guys
0: were saying French Kirby, and I was like, I did not know there was a French Kirby power-up
3: in this game.
1: <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the baguette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Oui, oui. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, oh, wait, they're saying refrigerator Kirby.
1: We've just offended uh, – we just lost all of our French listeners, by the way.
0: Dang. Uh, we had French
1: phenomenon. listeners? Possibly. I, was I have no idea. I think John is a worldwide phenomenon here on Topic Retro. So, yeah. <laughs> i got to watch what I say well, about if, the
0: French. If, if Bruce is listening, he's French-Canadian, right?
1: He is, he's yeah. On
0: the on the French side, so, yeah. But
1: he, he's pretty good-natured about it, as most Canadians are, as we are. So – So So most abilities
0: are
2: pretty fun and have their uses, but there are some that I just cannot find use for.
1: So, yeah. I have a rule of thumb when I consider the, not the quality, but the the enjoyability of the power-up combinations. If I'm I'm combining two of the same power, I usually don't really enjoy it. If it's uh, two different ones, and you can find some really unique takes on it, the refrigerator for one, uh, yeah. those are the ones that are better for me.
2: Yeah, if you combine yeah. two of the same ability, it usually creates like a slower, heavier version.
1: Yeah, it's sort of easier.
0: What was that?
3: I said a worse one in a, in a gleeful tone. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah usually it is. Not. I will say that two fires is, I do like that ability better than the single fire there's like I mean, a wider
2: range of destroyed enemies pretty well for me when I used it.
3: I, at least from what I, I will say, I, I will also say, I will put point out first off double needle is the Swiss army Kirby, which I don't know if that's useful, but it is fun. Uh, and second yes. off I do. I, I always, I do appreciate that. Like the double and single versions are like different copy abilities. Cause like, that definitely didn't need to be the case. And I think it's fun, but also you can kind of see why maybe it didn't, maybe it didn't need to be the case.
2: Oh, I yeah. also, I just remembered double spark was actually pretty decent because it creates a little bubble around Kirby that zaps anything that enters that bubble. Yeah. Now, and if, if you, you move, move it you get
0: the bubble gets smaller
2: for it in order to get that bubbles maximum space. But it's pretty quick at zapping any enemies that are coming towards you, as long as you're as long as you're standing still.
1: I mean, it's no exploding Ninja Star though. Fair. Exploding
2: Shurikens yeah. was one of the one of the more fun ones. That is Bomb and right. Cutter. Yep. In fact, Bomb yep. combining with a lot of things is pretty fun. Like Bomb and Fire makes Kirby explode like fire around him like fireworks.
0: that's my favorite ability.
2: That That was certainly it's one.
0: It's almost like uh, easy mode, though, because like he gets three little bursts and then, you know, if you touch the ground again, you get three more. You can just basically hit his ability button all the way through the level and it just kills all the enemies around you no matter what.
2: (laughs) So the game has these uh, the crystal shards are hidden in each level. I say hidden. But for the most part, you'll find a wall or obstacle or something that is colored um, with, like, a checkerboard pattern of of some sort of two different colors. And those colors correspond to the abilities that you need in order to break said obstacle. And usually it's just that in a pretty obvious location with the crystal shard right next to it. So, for example... If you see, like, a checkerboard wall with black and red, that means you need the fire and bomb fireworks in order to break it. So there's not a whole lot of hidden stuff, per se.
3: Yeah. Which I think the game could
2: have done a bit better at. Are
3: you telling me that you don't enjoy playing Simon Says, the Kirby game? (laughs) Yes.
2: I will say. One thing that um, actually triggered me quite a bit is I believe it is level 4-4, the volcano level on Neostar. Is the singular level that breaks this trend? Because about halfway through the level, and also it's a very long level, mind you, but about halfway through you run into this kind of room and there's a like a volcanic rock in the middle of it and it's just kind of glowing a dark reddish color and like it looks kind of like it's mixed with brown as well so I'm like okay fire and rock and then I spent so much time trying to figure out what the heck it could be but no it wants you to freeze it with ice (laughs) And ice isn't even found in the level. So you need to bring it in another level and get ice. I really do not like it when games do that, especially near the end of Kirby 64. It does that a lot. Like at the beginning of five, four, there's a puzzle that you need the drill power up for. And uh, again, it makes it obvious you have like brown and orange checkered walls, but you can't find the needle ability in that level. So, and you can only find stone after that section. So you need to bring in drill from the, from another level, like right away.
3: I think Kirby 64 is innovative. Not only has it figured out, mastered Simon says, but has managed to make a fetch quest of a platformer. Very impressive. (laughs) That is a, that is
2: an app description. And on top of that, I'd like to bring up Kirby's control because I don't think it's the greatest. Especially compared to the main other game I'm...
0: He's kind of sluggish
2: in this game. Talking about Kirby's Dream Land 3. Kirby is slow in Kirby 64. Yes. And because a lot of levels, particularly the last level in every world, are very long, backtracking can be a pain.
0: I know how they could fix the power-up not being in the level. They could just put a toad at the end of the level and say, sorry, your power-up is in another level. And you'll have to go find it. (laughs) That way you know. Honestly,
2: they could have done, they should have made like an ability planet, like in um, some of the later Kirby games, where you can just go in and grab any ability. Yeah,
0: like a hub place where you you can just get any ability you want.
2: Yeah, the fastest way to do that otherwise is to remember that every ability can be found in 1-2. Oh, shoot, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, every ability can be found in 1-2. So you need to go all the way back to Popstar and hike through 1-2, especially to the end of 1-2 if you want Spark, Needle, or Ice.
3: I mean, even Adventure had, like, the Museums. Like, so like, yeah. this wasn't the first time they had to deal with this kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, at least one dash two is not a very long level. There is that.
2: Yeah, it's not very long, but combine that with Kirby's walking speed, but still with Kirby's walking speed, <laughs> it takes a very long time.
0: Oh, well, you, you just grab the right. fire enemy and fireball across all the level until you get to the power up you want.
2: Except you can't spam Fireball, though, because if you try to spam Fireball, um, he stops going as far.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why you got to get two of them and then you get the giant one and, and that okay. one goes pretty far.
2: I don't think it goes as
3: fast, though.
0: It yeah, is. It's it a cool. slower build up, but it goes further. It's definitely faster okay. than you can run, though
3: how do we sh- actually you know we could look up speed runs and see how they do it and like then we'd know what like would be they the fastest way
2: use fireworks or fireworks yeah, the or fireworks. fireworks
0: <laughs> yep
2: are probably the uh the main abilities they would use i
0: think the I fireworks would, would yeah that would be the one that i'd be using because at least with with the shuriken you still have to walk
1: yeah see the thing but is with, with, the, the shuriken with the
0: fireworks just float uh, across
1: the thing with the shuriken one, they're the, they're the projectile uh, power-ups, but the firework is just like, let's this is a scorched earth. It's going to blow up everything on the screen.
0: Oh, yeah. The firework is cheap. So, like, it's hacks. Yeah. Like, you can just float across the level and kill all the enemies because the fireworks just go. So, if, like, the radius on the fireworks are crazy.
2: Yeah. Right. I'd like to say that I want to see a new Kirby game go some direction like this. I want to see this system kind of revitalized with some of our like points well, here, like you know, some of our problems kind of it, looked at, like just some, some more a quality more of life improvement. And, yeah, and a bit more like yeah. I have some other things to praise the game about in terms of its gameplay and stuff, though. I think its world design is really cool, like most Kirby games, and especially how the levels flow into one another. Is It makes a cohesive set of levels into a cohesive world. Like... You, like, for Popstar, you start on the plains, you head through the forest up to DDD's castle. But, like, then there's some more interesting stuff. Like, World 5, Shiver Star, is, like, an ancient, abandoned, frozen-over planet. So you start out in basic snow fields and kind of sky area-type things, but then you kind of enter, like, 5-3 is a kind of like an abandoned department store kind of place so you're like abandoned city and then you end up entering a abandoned factory as its last um as its last level and then you fight a giant robot at the end of the factory for that world's boss fight so the levels really flow together and create a cohesive story i think that made any sense
0: no it does and it it, i mean all the the locations that are usually found in kirby games are usually really good um i think this one just like i really like the like i said i like the watercolor type aesthetic like almost a, a super mario world 2 like yoshi's island type look of dream world 3 it's a real stark contrast to what we get with 64 like um but definitely this this game i just like all the variety that you you get through it again i might sound like i'm nitpicking the graphics a whole lot but it's it's a pretty common deal on most 64 games they just you know it's experience. it was the first time for 3d graphics so a lot of them end up I will looking say,
2: king ddd looks absolutely amazing
0: <laughs> he does look good they do a good yeah, job Y-D-D- with
2: Why ddd is Dedede.
0: The things that get me are like some of the like, the logs are like just some of the things that look really plain in in the game. And you're like, man, there could have been a little bit more detail on that, I think. But maybe there might not have been able to be more detail. Might have used up all the RAM that the N64 had. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think I'm a pretty huge N64 graphics apologist because of the some of the games that. I enjoy. I mean, I love Goldeneye and I love Ocarina of Time, but yeah, if you, like you go back and play them now, graphic wise, they're they're not so great. But I look the other <laughs> way because I enjoy. The, I I just I I I think I block all that out, and when if I'm having fun with the game, I don't care.
0: Yeah, that's a fair statement. So yeah, I mean. This this game is just tried true Kirby. I mean, you have your float ability, like uh, all the all the the normal gameplay mechanics for Kirby up to this point are existing here. Um, It's just kind of a weird. I guess since they did the double uh, or the fusion abilities, that like we just completely lose the friends. Like they just don't exist anymore. They're like Thanos snapped out of the Kirby world existence.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, mean, all of them.
2: As I said before, they were, they existed for the similar, for a similar purpose as the copy ability fusions. Yeah. I will say like, it would be kind of redundant to have both.
3: It feels sudden from the sense of looking at it from someone who knows this is from, directed by the same person. Uh, but like the friends technically disappeared, uh, like, the friends have only been in Dreamland 2 and Dreamland 3, and those were intermixed with Superstar coming out. Uh, so, like, you have Dreamland 2 with its friends, then Superstar doesn't have friends, well, it has helpers, uh, but doesn't have the dedicated friends. And then Dreamland 3 brings the friends back, and then Dreamland 64, uh, and then 64 doesn't have the friends. It doesn't seem as odd. has
2: your yeah. kind of party of, a party of four, kind of.
3: Yeah, you get new friends.
2: Yeah, yeah. DDD Adeline, and Waddle Dee showing up occasionally to help. But it's more Best as a friend. level, uh, part of the level, than as some as then like kind of, a ride on,
0: yeah, friend.
2: I mean, you're right um, on 2 but
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I will, I will. I also I want to say you mentioned this is same old Kirby in a lot of ways, and that is true because Kirby as a series, at least of the 2D series, uh, a lot of it is very tried and true mechanics, uh, packed around, like, it's, it's in the specifics of each Kirby game that you could find differences, but they all will have that same core built into them, and they're all very built around that core, and, uh, it's all around the little edits, like, with, because a lot of the Kirby games are very similar... It's when we get into the specific differences that interesting things that we pop up.
2: Most Kirby games will have like a standout mechanic like Dreamland Three's yep. Friends, Kirby 64's Fusions, Return to Dreamland's Super Abilities, Robobot's Robobot, you know,
0: that it's kind like of kind of like Pokemon.
2: Stuff. Yeah, so every, yeah, like the Mega Evolutions and the Z-Moves, that kind
0: of yep. stuff. It's it's that kind
2: of deal. Each Kirby game will have its own kind of standout mechanic.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Kirby is Kirby for a reason. Like, it was made to be very simple. Like, just the idea of Kirby as a game is supposed to be like a simple concept. Like, something that anybody could just come pick up and play. So, it totally makes sense, you know, how far Kirby's come. But yet he still does a lot, you know, for the most part, does the same things. Uh, just as you mentioned, it's part of the core of Kirby. But uh, all those things are present. And this game plays fairly similar if you've played. I mean, even if you've only played, you know, the more recent Kirby games, like say you're a kid and you've, you've only played like Star Allies and uh, the, the newest Kirby game. It, this game would you. still feel like a Kirby game.
2: With a bit of getting used to the, like, ability fusion mechanic, it should be still be a comfortable um, game to jump into.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's really what I like about Kirby. Like, it's one of those games, I know what I'm going to get every time I pick one up. I always buy them. I always know what to expect. I'm pleasantly surprised by the things that are added to them, usually. It's very few times where I buy a Kirby game and I'm not really happy with the extra stuff that makes them different. Uh, I mean, I've... It, everything that's... I, I think I've owned every Kirby game at one point. I just didn't hold on to them all through the, through the years. And they're always a good time. I've never had a, a bad Kirby game. Some of them are just better than others. It's kind of... Um, it's kind of like Mario. You know that you're going to enjoy a Mario game But whenever you start stacking them up against each other is, you know, even the worst Mario game is still a good game. (laughs) And that's to me, that's how, uh, you know, Kirby's a, a very similar. I always enjoy Kirby. Even like when Star Allies came out and everybody was, you know, this is Way too easy, and it's like, well, you know, this is this was the game that really I sat down and all my kids played like we all played together four player cooperatively all the way through the game, and it was fantastic.
2: Yeah, as short as it was, I was able to get my mom to play through it with like me and my brother. There, you go.
0: So, what else have we not covered on? Kirby sixty four. I guess we could talk about the bosses a little bit. We haven't really touched on the bosses all that much, other than mentioning a couple of them. Uh, what's your favorite boss, uh, Chris?
1: Well, if I don't really have a favorite. I think I, if you if, if you get the pre-show audio, I was playing stage four, the volcano, and I was having a lot of difficulty with that one.
0: <laughs> he was. <laughs> The, what's the what's the boss called? That's just like the two needles that spin.
3: I don't remember this boss from my childhood.
2: Well, He's, it's the there's third there's world that, boss, I think. There's picks, the like three alien crystal things that shoot lasers. That's it. Yeah. That's what well, I'm
0: thinking about the picks. The they're like they just look like three sharp objects whenever they're uh, through their. I liked that boss battle because like, you have to think about uh, how to attack them and everything as they're going through there. You can only attack certain ones at certain times.
2: Personally, my favorite boss was HRH and HRE, the uh, robot boss from Robots. World 5. I just love the vibe and everything, how the camera pans up and it towers over you. The boss fight is in the background. And you can only damage it when it swings its arms into the foreground. And then at its halfway point, it um, jumps into the foreground and like transformer style turns into like a tank thing that will then try to chase you down. And you need to spit out like missiles and stuff that it shoots at you. So both phases of the boss, I think, are fairly interesting.
0: I love how in all these, you always have to fight Wispy Woods and it never changes. Like, it's the same same boss fight. Actually,
2: in this game, you have to defeat Wispy Woods' children first.
3: Yeah! Well, yeah. Child but, murder! Right? Feel free to cut it's, that part it's out. Still,
0: it's still <laughs> Wispy Woods. Like, you're still running, just running around him in a circle and you, you pick up projectiles that he drops and you attack him.
3: <laughs> I was like. I like Wispy Woods the best in the first game uh, when on extra mode and with less health than usual because I actually found Wispy Woods to be challenging under these conditions because you have to jump through because you have no copy abilities, you have to dodge things because you have little health if you decrease your health. In an extra game, he drops Gordos, which take out three hit points. Uh, and so, like, there was actually... Quite a bit of difficulty in bobbing and weaving yeah. around. Well, I mean, uh, it,
0: there's more difficulty in it just not having copy abilities and having to rely on picking up objects in order to to attack.
3: I mean, you could kind of tell Wispy Woods is designed around having to pick up his his items based on just his core design. He drops yeah. apples, which is just a projectile. And then an extra game of that game, he drops apples and things you can't inhale which means you have to dodge more yes. before you get a chance to attack, and but then that's you right. go to Kirby's adventure, and then you just get like a spark ability and go up to him, and he's dead.
0: I mean, it's that's how that works,
2: right? Fire, fire trees or you can kill him in three hits with the hammer.
3: Uh, my beloved, you've fallen.
0: Lightning kills trees every day.
3: <laughs> True, <It's real. laughs> and do <it's new> hammers. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, or at least axes. I don't know too many people that hammer trees down.
2: we <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. never mentioned Acro, the shark boss in World Three. That's true. And He's there's good, kind of an anecdote boss. I want to talk about that's kind of about World Three and the water area, because it it definitely impacted my playtime since I played on NSO. So apparently, heck? NSO isn't the best emulator. And introduce a glitch into Kirby 64. The glitch goes as follows. If you touch an enemy underwater, there is a random chance that Kirby will freeze and softlock.
3: That's a really cool glitch. Glad they put that in. (laughs) Kirby,
2: he will fall to the ground and you won't be able to control him. Meaning the only way out is to quit the level. So...
0: Before they, they fixed it, you would have to beat the boss without getting hit, right?
2: <laughs> um, it's pretty much random if you get hit whether it'll trigger or not. But it triggered fairly frequently for me.
1: I mean, That's it's not me. it's not the Paper Mario where it just erases everything, either.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but like, it's just it was so annoying.
2: Try to go to go through like three, four a level that was entirely underwater. Where any hit could randomly cause you have to restart the whole level. And it's a very long level. That makes sense, yeah. And then the boss fight right after that. And this game yeah. has an unlockable boss rush mode if you complete the game with all the crystal shards. But I quit on that. Mainly because I always got to acro and then got hit once and it was a soft luck. And in that case you have to start the whole boss rush over again back from wispy woods and honestly kirby 64 is kind of mean about it like i don't know if any of you have seen this but in boss rush the uh like quit level button is replaced with a button that says admit defeat or like accept <laughs> defeat and then the game <laughs> over is replaced with it's hopeless
0: nice uh... i haven't seen that but
2: It like really teases you if you fail the boss rush, or and failing also count. uh, Also, quitting the boss rush counts as failing, so it's really annoying to see that message over and over again when it's not even my fault. The game just decided to soft lock. It's the glitch has been fixed now, but I still don't really feel like going and beating the boss rush.
3: You went to uh, yeah.
0: Oh, go for it, Fleti.
3: I was going to say, you mentioned uh, to me... uh, When we talked about earlier... That there's other issues with the boss fight... That make it not fun to repeat.
2: Mainly, I'd say a lot of the boss fights... In this game are slow. And this was really mainly... Just me playing the boss rush... And getting frustrated... With having to go through... Wispy Woods and Picks over and over again. But Picks (laughs) especially... Since the first phase of that boss you can't damage it. You simply have to wait it out and avoid its attacks.
0: Yeah, that does get kind of... That would get old having to do that boss rush over and over again and playing yeah. that one. It does take some time. Did any of you guys play the minigames this time
3: around? Not this time around, but I played it in the old oh. days, so at least a bit.
2: I, I played a few, and they're fun, but like, the mini games are really never... Kind of, the point in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I just I didn't play them either, and it's been so long I couldn't even tell you what they they were in this case. Uh, I meant to try to like get my kids around to to play some of the multiplayer.
2: Well, they're uh, they're very them, but... Mario Party esque. They're yes, except there's only three of them.
0: Yeah, let's do randomizer. Uh you're gonna get the same one most of the time because <laughs> there's just three. Um, I mean, and at least this was before like, you know, 3DS time frame where they would just like we'll throw an expanded version of one of the mini games out as a game. Now, like you would just get a random mini game full game.
3: Some of those fun. Hey, Kirby uh, Fighters
2: Collection, yeah. Kirby Fighters Two are actually amazing.
0: I think. I think I did play quite a bit of Kirby Fighters when it originally came out, uh, like the full, the full game version. I didn't play a whole lot of the minigame version on. Uh, was it is it triple? Triple Deluxe, yeah. Triple Deluxe that had that, yeah. I didn't play a whole lot of it in that game, but I did download it and play quite a bit. It was kind of a weird. Uh, I had to pay to, pay to play after a while, like to get the apples.
2: That was that's, not Kirby Fighters. Clash. That was Kirby Clash.
0: Oh, that was friend. Clash. I'm getting confused already, aren't I?
2: Kirby Clash is the actual like pay-to-play one.
3: <laughs> We're not talking okay, yeah, about that's Kirby the Kirby one Clash I have a rant on it.
2: Yeah, don't no. don't get Philip started. on Kirby Clash. Well, we can
3: we
0: can talk about that on a different show.
2: I mean, I feel like we consider re-retro at this point.
1: Um, I by, so.
0: by my usual rule that I like to go by, I consider early 3DS to be retro. Like, some of the launch titles could, I guess, they're over Not 10 years old. So, 17, about, So,
3: seventeen. How about, uh, this is a bit of a unique metric, how about 3DS will become retro when the eShop finally, actually, for reals, closes.
1: I mean, yeah, I'll give it that. I have a probably even loose, more loose definition of retro. But it's not the current generation console. Like, if you consider the Switch to be the current Nintendo uh, handheld and home console, that makes the 3DS retro. That makes the Wii U retro. Yeah. And everything else older than that.
2: So that means we could have some like 3DS and Wii U games on the show that's kind of where that's kind of my era that's where like a lot of my favorite games come from
0: yeah i mean i you know definitely in the i have so many games that I, i will get into the show probably before i do 3d would do a 3ds game uh but they will definitely be i mean it won't be much longer and the majority of 3ds games will be 10 years old so I could definitely see it happening uh, especially i and I played a lot of three d s games. I didn't play my Wii U as much. i got I was a late adopter, but um still definitely saddened to see the the shops already going like that just seems like it's too soon.
3: It is too soon that's
1: why I mean, it you, seems you have a bit of an existential crisis when you know a lot of the stuff you you had growing up, the music, the video games they're, they're calling it retro like. I mean, the NES has been retro for a long time, but so maybe for more, more for people of John and my generation, I don't know about galaxy will fulfill, but I think you guys are a little bit younger. You know, so those things, as they start to be considered old and retro, you kind of maybe reflect a little bit more on your life when you think about, it. oh my God, that was, that was my youth, right, at the time. Now it's, I mean- it's so much different now.
3: I don't think this has happened to me yet, because I think stuff that's in my youth feels a long time ago for me. I haven't hit the point where, like, 10 years doesn't feel that long, so I haven't hit the point where hearing that something's a decade old shocks me, because hearing that Galaxy is, like, what, 20 years old at this point? is like, well, yeah, I was a child. I was young at that point. Of course it's old now, but I think when I get to an adult and games that feel like I was just playing yesterday getting old. I think that's when I'll truly start to feel when hearing it.
2: It was you're referring to Super Mario Galaxy, not to me, right?
3: <laughs> no, yeah, Galaxy, <laughs> yeah, Mario Galaxy. Uh, yes, yeah. the video game Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> Just, I like, am oh, man, two thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the thing that gets me. Music hits me harder than video games do. Like I don't think about video games age as much, but like whenever I hear uh, music that I listened to as a as a kid, you know, when it's over thirty years old now, and you know, I think about it. Like whenever I was a kid, music that my dad would have been listening to that was thirty years old would have been in the '60s, you know. And I'm like, man, that's that's really old. Like when I think about it, but now with video games, I don't. You know, I know it's been a long time, but I don't really. It doesn't. I don't get that like initial shock anymore. I'm like, yeah, NES is old. It's it was, you know, released pretty much around the time that I was, was born, so
1: I think it's more it's because it get up my, there. my kids look at the kind of graphics that are in modern games and they'll look at me playing Super Mario Bros. and say, Well, that lo- dad, that looks terrible. Like and I'll say, No, that was that was for video <laughs> games.
0: I mean, yeah, you just, if if they think Super Mario looks terrible, you break out your Atari 2600 and you show right. them some games on that. And yeah, they're yeah. like, man, these are unplayable. Like, yeah, what are you, you even do doing? That.
1: Yeah. That's I will say. Bl-
3: uh, on the I, don't, I don't want to make you feel old. But my first reaction, but being someone who grew up with Mario Galaxy, my first reaction upon seeing 64 was these graphics look terrible.
0: Oh man, sixty four was like a, a revelation whenever it came out. Like I couldn't believe that three D games could ever exist, like in the way that it did. It's a if you if you weren't around to uh, experience the transition from from only two D gaming to three D gaming, like I don't think there'll ever be another experience like it, um, because you know nowadays we do a generation jump and, and it's pretty much just like oh now there's uh, you know ray tracing on the graphics VR's so they look slightly more reality. realistic
2: <laughs> See, but then what I've was evolved. that galaxy wolf VR is a, VR virtual reality is a upcoming up and coming technology
0: yeah I mean I virtual re, like if hit miss so virtual far, reality is it. a little it's a little similar to that experience, but I don't know, man. There was just something about uh, you know, going from Super Mario World to Super Mario sixty four that was just like mind blowing. Being able to rotate a camera and just fully navigate a three D space for the first time was Sort of I couldn't get enough of it.
2: Mario sixty four never had a good never did a good job at that. It does
0: it yeah, it's got a stiff camera, but you could definitely you can I mean you could at least rotate the camera the character and then rotate the camera. To get the other one eighty, uh, with Super Mario World, you're not doing any of that. You're just going left and right, and that's it. I will say, I had a
3: different kind you of could
2: scroll the camera somewhat left or right with the L and R triggers on that
3: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. determined to <laughs> fight.
2: Technically, <laughs> <So you> like... <laughs> move the camera in Mario Mario World.
3: It's just not injured. No one talks about the camera mechanics in that game. I wonder why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just being everybody's too busy riding Yoshi
1: <laughs>
3: but I was going to say like, I never got to have the moment where I realized wow, video games can be this way but I had this very interesting moment uh, when I played my first 3D uh, well because I played I, I started with New Super Mario Bros that was the first Mario game I played and then I saw Super Mario Galaxy 2 in the store and I was like well I'd like to play that that seems pretty cool. And I had this weird moment when I'm so young that I get to it and I play and I'm playing Super Mario Galaxy. And my brain figures out how to do it, like, subconsciously. But, like, my mind doesn't catch up. It's like, something is different about how this game plays. And I remember not being yeah. able to articulate the difference between 2D and 3D. But, like, being able to tell and this weird feeling of, like, this this is a different series. And I'd focus on things like the health bar and stuff. And I don't think it quite clicked exactly what that big difference was uh, until I look back on it.
0: I mean, another big one was was playing, you know, Ocarina of Time for the first time uh, after playing Link to the Past. Like, you're just—I mean—it was just such a a big jump that generation of gaming. But like I said, uh, games of pretty much been the same since I mean even play. I guess you could sit, really say like PlayStation 2, GameCube era like that that era of gaming is pretty much the start of what we have today and it just you know marginally gets better you know looking we over def- time.
2: We definitely like filtered in some new stuff with motion controls because I do think yep. those are still a widespread technology, like, even now, like, you can still shake the controller to do tricks in Mario Kart and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah like, it,
3: But that feels more like it interviewed, like, it was a kind of big thing when it came out, but it feels more like it, like, subterfuged its way into everything else. Like, people remember it as something that happened, uh, but they don't realize how much it's actually still in, like, the water. Until they, it's pointed out to them, so it's not like the massive splash where everyone remembers like it. Like it, it's, it's 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 almost like more of like a quiet takeover, even though it was sort of a big deal. Yeah. When it went around. Do you get what I'm saying?
1: You know, I experienced yeah. game like John did when you were. We I went from two D to three D and to bring back to Kirby sixty four. Like Kirby sixty four to me doesn't feel two D. It feels like a three D on rails because it does look like a 3D environment but you just can't move in 3D space and so uh, now I've found that as I get older and grumpier I'm kind of a get off my lawn like I want Mario in 2D I want Zelda in 2D now I don't I don't really want it in 3D anymore uh, graphics be damned I guess but uh, maybe, two, maybe Kirby 64 has it to me, has it right where it feels like a 3D world, but I don't need to move around 3D, in 3D space.
3: I mean, I, I would yeah. say, uh, building off of that, we're talking about how it was very impressive and mind-chattering to enter an N64, but if we're talking about looks-wise, I think the SNES and even a little bit the NES consistently put out graphics I like better. I like looking at NES graphics a lot. Not all NES graphics. NES a little less, but definitely SNES graphics. Like I think you have to go back to Atari to get to graphics that I think are comparatively look comparatively rough, like the N sixty four does, to me.
0: Yeah. Well, the- yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's you're kind of comparing two similar styles of you know beginnings of generations of games. So Like the Atari started two D graphics on home consoles, and then the N sixty four. I mean, you could argue PlayStation was there maybe a little bit earlier, but not none of the sense that the N sixty four was as a three D presence, um, you know, kind of established and was the start of that uh, generation of graphics. So yeah, it's it's very hand in hand uh, whenever you you look at them together.
1: Yeah, but
3: it,
0: I it, mean, the, it, it the it NES is very polished <laughs> compared to
1: the Atari. It, it said <laughs> yeah. a lot that the N sixty four needed the expansion for the memory, right?
3: Well that's yeah. partially because of how they of cartridges and how what exactly they prioritized in the hardware cuz PS the the, the PS1 yeah. had uh 3D graphics but it didn't have the massive RAM issues partially because they used disks.
0: Yes, yeah the car- yeah. using a cartridge uh still with the uh with the N64 was was really what created the need for the expansion of RAM. Um I mean, and, and the the only thing with PlayStation, though, is like they really didn't start getting into to fully 3D games until Nintendo was already, you know, getting in there. A lot of the early PlayStation stuff was not full 3D. Interesting. Very
3: interesting uh,
2: thing about cartridges. We all like phase them out for discs because for, discs are better. And then the Switch just uses cartridges again.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean they're a little bit different. So the Switch cartridge is like a solid media like a uh it's more like an SD card whereas a you know the older cartridges were you know PCBs that were a lot different in design. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. No, the the Switch the Switch's media is definitely better. It's probably going to last longer. Uh it has the capability to hold more Storage wise, uh, size you know, with size comparison, but uh, I the mean, cost you can't really is what it, gets like you.
2: Can a disc.
0: <laughs> exactly, the, 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 the just the only thing that the only negative about the switch using a cartridge is, as we see it every time, is the cost, and you know that gets passed on to us with the switch tax, where you're paying more for a, a switch game in a lot of cases if it's physical because of that cartridge. Then you do a disc, cause you can buy a disc all day for nothing.
1: I mean, the only beef I have with the Switch cartridge is that it's it terribly small, and Easy there's a copy somewhere there's a copy somewhere of One Two Switch in this house that may never ever be found ever again. But yeah, I hurt up my house to death to find found. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ridiculous. let's just let's. Uh, it, it's not even. I understand that, that to be angry about this, the quality of the game. I'm not. I'm not. This is not the gem of the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. I understand that. No, not the Switch. It's, it's. It's. It's the. Um. It's just the fact that it's lost and I can't find it. I don't even care. Once I find it, it's gonna. It would go into a box that I would never play it again. But at least I would know where it is finally. I
3: and mean, to to be fair, they have cases. Like the old cards I know, and...
1: and I don't know see <laughs> if I can tell you how uh, I got lost. If I could tell you how I got lost, I would be. Yeah. He would I, know where it was. I would know where it is. It wouldn't be the bane of my existence, but it's somewhere. Sure? Here, it's gone. Are you sure you didn't
3: subconsciously leave it out of its case and out of the switch <laughs> because you wanted to get rid of one two
1: switch? I mean, my my kids liked it, so I probably would have done that to them. But you you might be on something. Not
3: consciously, that's why this Boy, subconscious conscious move for
1: it.
0: This uh, this show has totally gone off the rails. It's, it's <laughs> totally.
3: not on.
0: It's not on brand.
3: Uh,
0: it's, it's all right, all you, out. Wait, it's been a wait, lot of fun. Are,
3: are you saying that it's not it's on topic? Not on retro.
0: It's not.
1: Yeah, it's not on topic. Top.
0: <laughs> and we're not talking retro right now, so
3: we're
1: not it's a doing topic, a. topic modern.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh man. But like yeah, that. we're.
3: That I think we're.
0: Else. I think we're done with Kirby sixty
3: four. I one think. One more thing. One more thing. Really one, more thing. one more thing. One more thing. Wait. Okay. You, okay. you say something, Galaxy Wolf?
2: I said I don't have anything else to add.
3: We forgot a collectible.
2: Point stars, you mean?
3: Not the point stars. Enemy cards. Oh
2: yeah. That oh was...
3: yeah. Kirby's first gotcha mechanics. Uh. I totally so yeah. This is the fir- this would start a trend that appears in the modern series that would make me very angry, uh, which is Kirby using randomized dice rolls to decide what. Uh, power what what collectible you get and also being able to get duplicates and it's implemented the worst here because to get one you have to get to the end of the level and complete the bonus game and get it there but you can also still get duplicates and there's like not enough levels to get all of the enemy cards so this mechanic will go on to play Kirby later but it's important to note it's historically important that it starts here all my frustrations
1: begin. All right. The legacy of Kirby sixty four will live on.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a this lot is like the for...
1: Forgotten Land, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I told you again. Yeah, and I... stickers, except
2: although... in sixty four, you can't even decorate your house with them.
3: That's true.
0: No, yeah, and you don't even the... know what they are unless you look in the manual. Like they don't; it doesn't say anything about them. Whenever you collect them in the game like there's not a thing like hey check them all out here. Or even with, you mechanics- know it doesn't show you what half of the stuff is that's on the picnic blanket whenever you're trying to get them.
3: <laughs> of all of the mechanics they had had to bring back. Like it was Triple Deluxe that started it, but the but the the 2 3DS games aren't as bad. Uh it got kind of annoying in Forgotten Land and but like it's the worst here in 64. But it's still it's they brought it back. It's it's a modern. This is where it all begins, uh, because again, there's the capsules in Forgotten Land, the trophies in yep. 3D, in the trophies and stickers in the 3DS games, and it all starts here at 64, where you have them, and it's also implemented the worst here. Gotcha mechanics around collectibles that don't do a lot, but you're gonna be slightly annoyed when you don't have them all at the end of the game. <laughs>
0: Yep, if you're 100 percenter you're definitely not going to be happy that you didn't get your all your cards.
3: I mean, officially the <sighs> file will say 100, percent even if you don't yeah. have all the cards. But it will still. But you know, bother me.
1: Well, like this okay. is a some kind of prank that the developers playing on you guys. Then
3: why? I want to just I don't to just know make so. I don't all
0: know right, is, but... we're go- we're gonna start the outro. We've we've dragged it on. The outro, I'm going to give you guys a chance to say any final words about the game that you want, and also if you have any content that you create, you can uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, Chris, you can you can start us off. Uh,
1: still one of my favorite Kirby games. I think uh, based on what I've heard from you guys today, I've learned some things about the game, so I want to go back and I want to check it all out. Uh, I'm not going to 100% of the game. But uh, I've I've learned a lot about Kirby sixty four and I'm still uh, it's still one of my favorite uh, ones out there. Um, I guess for the only content I can really promote uh, you should go back and listen to the, all the back episodes of On Topic Retro. Uh, the last one I was on was the Panic Commando, which was really fun. And uh, thanks, John, for having me.
0: Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, Galaxy Wolf, you can go next
2: well kirby 64 is a very interesting game i enjoyed my time with it i also got frustrated by a lot of things but i mean i think just from the concept alone and that mer- ability merging kind of thing it was just a great concept from the start and i enjoyed my time i would plug my twitch channel galaxy underscore 64 but I am not currently doing anything with it because I've been super stressed as of late. I've been playing through Majora's mask on NSO every Friday at nine, but college is getting close and I'm getting more and more stressed about that as well as being a co-commentator on some of Philip's stuff. I can't handle it all. So I'm taking a temporary break from my streaming but maybe you're watching this in the future and maybe i'm back so check out twitch.tv slash underscore 64 if you feel like it i don't know that's all i've got to say
0: i, I thought you were gonna say you were stressed out about playing majora's mask
2: <laughs> i mean it's a stressful game <laughs> Don't get yeah, me You're wrong. playing
0: the wrong game. You need to find you a nice, peaceful, like, you need to be I playing Animal Crossing or something.
2: Snap, but Like, I want to smell them on Majora's Mask. I want to finish Majora's Mask.
0: I totally understand. That's one of my favorite Zelda games. So
2: It's been fun so far.
0: Uh, all right, Philip, finish this up. Let's uh, get you knocked out and get out of here.
3: All right. Uh,. So, uh, thoughts on 64? I, I didn't play it this time. I'm just going off childhood memory, though. Uh, it's got some very memorable things in it. Uh, I remember Fridge Kirby. Everyone does. And it has Adeline, which I irrationally like because it feature- because she featured in a webcomic I read. And now I can't stop uh, wanting her to become a more present Kirby character to the confusion of everyone around me. Uh, except for other various pockets of the internet. Uh, And it has a bunch of memorable stuff in it. And that's really all I can say, because that's all I remember, Uh, because, you know, I didn't play it this time, so I can't give a full review of how I want to talk about it. On to the plugs to keep things... Uh, I run Flight Chip, uh, which does various things. Uh, And by that, I mean play video games. It's it's just a... But... We have variety. We play video games live and also not live. And those go up as Let's Plays. Some interesting series I think will make sense to promote here. Uh, obviously, there's the current ones, which is Kirby's Dream Course uh, is the current Let's Play series. So that's all in post. But you can watch the live current live stream series, uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, is me playing you Breath of the me. Wild. <laughs>
2: okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Galaxy Wolfer's Coke is leading me through Breath of the Wild because I have basically never played it before. Last episode, we got a lot of crickets, uh, which was mildly stressful because we also decided that we got four preparation streams and then on the fifth stream, I'd try to fight Ganon and I spent a lot of last stream getting crickets for a side quest. So, uh, really good, really doing good at preparation there. Uh, it's gonna go great. Uh, we have one more preparation stream, hmm. and that'll be next Wednesday. Uh, and then Kirby's Dream Course uh, is its just me playing playing Dream Course Vince with by Dad, and I think the last episode, episode three, uh, is possibly the funniest thing I've ever made. Uh, it is great. Uh, other Kirby things, I've also I'm trying to play through all the Kirby games, so you can find Kirby's Dream Land, which I've also played. Uh, I play through the Kirby games with Galaxy World co-commentating as well, so I've Play through Kirby's Dreamland, and that's on the Flightship channel. And Kirby's Adventure, I did on a live stream, so you can find that on my archive channel, just called the Flightships Archive. Not very good with names. Uh, and yeah, other than that, you can also follow my Twitter because that's where I announce what I'm doing stuff if you don't. Or you could just keep watching On Topic Retro as I eventually just spill out all my plans on On Topic Retro. Another decent way to learn what I'm doing. And then. <laughs> Finally, I am <laughs> planning to create Captain's Log. Eventually, what that is, I'll, I'm just going to stop explaining it until I actually finish the first video.
0: You've yeah, you've been teasing Captain's Log for quite a while.
3: I'm trying.
0: It's just, but, uh, but yeah, everyone go listen to Flighty's content over at Flagship. It's, it's Flagship. definitely unique. He's doing some fun stuff over there. Our Flagship, sorry, not flightship No, um, no,
3: Flightship. It is Flightship. You said Flagship the first time. Oh, flight dang. ship,
0: not flag okay. Yeah, no, sorry. Flight ship. Because
3: it's flight I see ship. there's
0: like the little flag on there. Yeah, I know. Um, that's,
3: that's supposed to be a plane, right?
0: Yes. Oh, it looks like a flag. Sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not made to beat up your, uh, your show, uh, show's artwork, but, but I, it always like looked like a flag me? to me. Oh, yeah. That too. I apologize. But anyway, go listen. Uh it's it's all good stuff. Uh we'll uh we'll go ahead and announce the uh next game for the next show so that any, anyone that wants to uh can either ride in or uh hop on Discord and uh let me know and you can come on and talk about it if it's something you want to do. The next game will be Alien Hominid. I don't know how that many people have actually played this game, but I've never even heard uh, of it. It's a fantastic game. And if you haven't heard of it, you'll have to listen to uh, the next episode and find out what it's all about.
2: I sure will. It's it's the first. I tend to be pretty particular about certain series I follow. So I probably won't be part of a lot of these upcoming episodes. But I mean, Uh, if you play like Mario Kart Super Circuit or anything, you know where to find me.
0: Yeah. All
3: right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Ellen Homin, that's the first uh, Behemoth game, right? It is. Oh, okay. I haven't played any of them, but I I do find the company interesting. Uh, I haven't actually played any of their games,
0: though. Well, you'll have to figure out a way to play it. Flight Seats a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, we'll be uh, talking about Alien Hominid here in two weeks, and that will be a good time. I'm... I think I have an idea of, of a couple people that will come on to talk about it, but I always get a surprise person. Usually if somebody that I wasn't expecting, so we'll see how that goes, but that's it for this show. Thanks for listening to on topic retro, a part of the Retrologic family of podcasts. If you would like to send in your personal experiences for the next show, but don't have discord, uh, you can go ahead and send those over to on at gmail.com. If you have haven't joined our, uh, Wonderful, non-toxic retrologic discord, and would like to. You can visit retrologic.games for details on how to join for free. Uh, you can also find all kinds of other things on uh, retrologic.games, like other podcasts that we do. Uh, you can uh, read Sam's blog posts that he puts on there about uh, all kinds of things uh, that are gaming-related. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this show. So we'll. Uh, We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye now.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. What you're asking. Oh, I was to say, just talk a little bit so I can hear how loud you are.
3: Sound check. Me, or Kim, who?
0: You, Flightsy. I've already checked oh, everyone me. else. me,
3: actual me, 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 actual me. Yes, this is me. It's me, Philip. I'm talking in my normal rambly way that just kind of runs away from me. I try to catch up to it, but it never works. It's on the run. It's still $10,000 <laughs> from the last bank it robbed. We got to stop it. We have to. And maybe if we work together, we can band together, and through the power, we can combine our powers, like in Kirby 64, and then we'll be able to stop my train of thought and slash our talk.